Welcome back to the Cook It Real Good podcast. I'm your host, Cassie Hilbron. This week's episode is all about toffee. The holidays are coming up fast and toffee makes a wonderful treat to share or to give as gifts to friends and family over the holiday period. I chat with Heather from Browned Butter Blondie, who shares all of her tips and tricks for making toffee successfully. Heather has a long history with toffee, including owning a toffee business, so she definitely knows her stuff. We chat ingredients, toppings, common mistakes, and how to store toffee to keep it fresh for weeks. For all the links we discuss in today's episode, head to cookitrealgood.com slash 63. Now, let's dive in. Hi, Heather. Welcome to the Cook It Real Good podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you. Now, before we get started, can I ask you, what is your signature dish? The one that people say, Heather, you need to bring that to our potluck or party. Which one is that? Um, probably definitely uh, my brown butter blondies, which is, which is the bar cookie that I named my blog after. Um, I was like, that sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I'm kind of known for bringing them everywhere. I do. I bring them to every bake sale and every potluck and every yard party that there is. Um, so everyone kind of knows they're mine and they're so easy to make. And the flavor is just amazing because I made with brown butter and just kind of elevates the flavor to a whole new level. And it's chocolate chips and brown sugar. And they're just kind of gooey, gooey magic. Um, so definitely with that's kind of what I'm known for, I think, other than toffee. <laughs> uh, I feel I feel like it's probably sacrilegious to admit this, but I have never had a blondie. Like I I feel like I'm missing out and every time I see them I'm like, I need to make them, but I just keep forgetting. So you've reminded me. And if I'm going to make a blondie, I kinda want it to be the best of the best. So I think I'll have to use your recipe and give it a go. Oh, I hope you do. I I really think you'll like them. I think people um I mean, they're very similar to sort of like a, a typical chocolate chip cookie bar, but there's just a whole another level of texture going on. I think with the blondie, um, there's almost a sort of caramely nutty thing going on, especially when you make them with brown butter and yeah, they're just delicious. And like I said, they're really easy to make. It's one pan, one bowl, really easy, 30 minutes. <laughs> You've definitely got me there. I hate washing up. <laughs> one bowl. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. All right. I will, uh, I'll report back. I'll have to make them before this episode comes out so I can say at the end how good they are. <laughs> Sounds good. So today I want to talk about toffee. Yes. As you mentioned, that's the other thing that you're known for. And, um, Christmas is coming up quickly in the holidays. Yeah. And I know that we all think of these beautiful edible gifts that we can make and we have fun making them. And one of those things that is very popular around this time of year is toffee. So let's start off with, could you tell me a bit about your history with toffee? So I have a long history with toffee. Um, yes. I was first, into, I think I, you know, obviously as a, as a child, I, I'm sure I was introduced to toffee, um, you know, by my parents and world travels and whatnot. But um, I became sort of addicted to toffee uh, when I met my husband. Um, we were dating uh, back in high school, a long, long time ago. And uh, we actually started dating right around Christmas time. And I was I'd pop over to his house um, here and there during the, the holiday break. And uh, his grandmother would be in town visiting. His mom was always around. And their tradition at their house was always to make English almond toffee. Um, they would literally make it in a giant pot and then 
pour it out onto her granite countertop and spread chocolate over the top and then sprinkle more nuts over it. And they would sort of just leave it there for the afternoon, evening, into the night. And by the end of the, the evening, every last little bit of toffee was was gone. People would just keep walking by and cutting off a piece and snapping off a corner. And, and um, yeah, it was the most delicious thing ever. I was like, what is this amazingness? But, you know, I don't, and he's like, oh, is this is my grandmother's toffee recipe. She, she makes it every holiday and when she comes to visit, she always makes it. So I probably had it a handful of times um, that very first Christmas season when we were dating. And then uh, long story short, fast forward several years and we ended up getting married and that became our Christmas tradition. So we were, you know, a young couple, didn't have tons of money, both working really hard and there was always that era when you sort of first start out as a new couple, I think, where you're you're giving people homemade gifts and, um, you know, things you craft on your own rather than buying them and spending a lot of money. So we would spend, oh gosh, I mean, probably a week's worth of evenings after work every day making pot after pot after of, of English almond toffee, just like his grandmother made. And then we would wrap them up in cute boxes and bags and whatnot and give them to literally everyone we knew, our family, friends, neighbors, coworkers. Everybody got a little morsel, you know, pack of toffee. So we just did that for years. I mean, probably like a decade. And then I was kind of moving away from a career I'd already been in. We had three small children at the time. I was kind of looking for something to do that could be on my own schedule. And I decided it was a great idea to package the toffee <laughs> and sell it, um, which I knew nothing about. Um, my history with, with work had been in merchandising and sales and um, nothing to do with mass producing confection. So um, I learned a lot and kind of just ran with it. And the next thing you know, I, I had a commercial kitchen and was, literally mass producing English almond toffee from my husband's grandmother's recipe and the rest is kind of history. I just, I love that. And uh, I love that such a beautiful family tradition, like has obviously been passed on from his family and then you've yeah. taken on with your own. And um, yeah, I look in terms of young couples giving the uh, edible gifts. I know I've had a lot of edible gifts given to me over the years, but I would never be sad to get a box of English almond oh toffee. I'm gosh. thinking like, why was I not around here? <laughs> it's like everyone's favorite thing. I mean, it, for us, it's just not even the holidays without toffee around. Um, it just, you know, it's kind of like Easter gets jelly beans and the 4th of July, there's pie. It's for us, it's Christmas and toffee. It's, um, it's just like the perfect treat. It's a, it's perfect for a dessert or a, you know, buffet or to give as a gift or a hostess gift, or it's just such a, a perfect thing for the holidays and everyone loves it. It's that sweet and salty mix that everybody absolutely loves. Yeah. I, this is another thing that I've actually never made. So I'm, I'm keen to get all of your chips in today's episode. Oh, yes. I think this Christmas I need to make it part of my tradition. Like I'm going to have to set this up. <laughs> yes, I think so. You're going to love it. It's just amazing. It really is so good. You'll be making it all the way into March of the next year. <laughs> Everyone will be like, I, can I have some more of that, please? <laughs> so tell me if I'm starting toffee and I've never made it before what are some things that I need like what are the tools that I need to to make sure that I can make a batch so the great thing about toffee is you really don't need a lot um which is it just makes it such a great a great recipe and um it, it takes I would think that the thing you need the most of is time um and then a little bit of patience um 
But other than that, you need a, a good sized pot. I always suggest a pot with a good metal bottom, a sturdy pot, um, a wooden spoon, a candy thermometer. I like to use um, like a, you know, a digital quick read uh, candy thermometer versus the, the old style that kind of hooks onto the side of the pot. Mm-hmm. But either, either one will work. Um, and then you need a cookie sheet to pour the toffee onto, unless you want to just go and pour it right on your marble. Um, and then like a spatula to spread the chocolate. That's it. Quite simple. I'm pretty sure I have like all of these things already as well. Which is <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's like a pot and a spoon. It's like those are your two. And it's, you have to, you do have to have a candy thermometer. Um, one mistake that some people make, oh, I'll just wing it. You can't really wing it. There's some stages of the temperatures that you have to keep an eye on. So the candy thermometer is kind of not negotiable uh, when it comes to making toffee or any other candy for that matter. Um, yeah, and then the ingredients is really simple. Um, it's not a long list of ingredients, very simple things that most people probably already have in the refrigerator or the pantry. It's just butter, sugar, salt, vanilla, baking soda, and then I use almonds in our the matrix of our toffee. And then um, if you want to top it with chocolate, you just need uh, chocolate chips or, you know, any kind of chocolate that you want to melt. And then you can do more nuts on top. You can go crazy and do sprinkles or coconut or what have you. Anything could go on the top or nothing at all. Yum. And I do love these, like, when you can use such simple ingredients but get such a beautiful result at the end. So, yeah, what, it's just a handful of ingredients. All in the butter. <laughs> so when you are buying the ingredients for the toffee, like, if it is all in the butter, should you buy, like, a, a bit more of a expensive butter or it doesn't really yeah. matter? Definitely use a good quality butter. Uh, I'd also say a good quality vanilla extract is important. Um, cause you are working with so few ingredients. It's important that you're using high quality things so that the flavor really can come through. Um, I always use really good chocolate as well when I spread chocolate across the top, because that's a, a big part of the flavor. So yeah, quality ingredients is a must. And, um, but yeah, it's a, it's a pretty short list and it's, it's a simple, a simple list. And I think this is one of those recipes that most people, I don't, know many that only make it once because it does become so addicting to both make and eat. Um, but it's one of those recipes that you just, you memorize over time just because it's, you know, it's just easy. So what are some of like the common mistakes or troubles that people have when they make toffee? Well, as I mentioned earlier, um, one of the mistakes can be that people think, Oh, I'll just wing it. I've got this. I can, you know, I'll just eyeball it and they don't use a candy thermometer. So while that might be true for someone like me who literally made toffee for a living for six years (laughs) before I sold my business, um, I I could probably eyeball the stages for sure. But I wouldn't recommend that to anybody who's a novice toffee maker. Um, You'll probably end up with a bunch of burnt butter and it won't be pretty. Um, So a candy thermometer is, like like I said, it's definitely a must. Um, I would say the next thing is probably... um, the stirring. I think a lot of people try to, and I'm guilty of this too, um, multitask while they're making toffee. So you might be trying to fold laundry or do dishes or, um, you know, be on a Zoom call <laughs> while you're making toffee. Um, but you kind of have to, to babysit it a bit at the stovetop. So you want to make sure that you're stirring and watching and stirring again. Um, so you can't, you really can't walk away from the stove 
for too long because again, you can burn the toffee um, or you can get to the point where you've heated it too quickly and then the butter sort of separates from everything else. And that kind of, sometimes you can rescue that, but sometimes you can't. So, um, so not walking away from the pan and making sure that you're stirring frequently are important. Um, and then lastly, I think um, prepping your ingredients in advance. Um, this is kind of a, an easy one. Lot, not a lot of people do it, um, but toffee moves along very quickly at certain stages as it heats. And you sort of want to have everything laid out and measured already and have it ready to go. So when it's time to add the next ingredient, it's just a simple, you know, tip of a bowl into the pot and, and it's done. Um, you don't want to have to be running off to your pantry and rummaging around trying to find, the, you know, the almond um, when it's already at the, you know, at the soft crack stage on the thermometer and, it's, you know, you have to do it in the next 10 seconds. So, um, yeah, so prepping your ingredients is a big one. Yeah, that's actually such an important reminder for like all of our cooking, isn't it? <laughs> because yeah, it when is, you're in the middle of something, is. the worst thing is, yeah, having to do that. But when you're, yeah, staring something on the stove that could easily burn, you definitely want to make sure that everything yes. is quickly in arm's reach and you can just grab it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. The other thing I would say is that I don't think people realize how hot toffee can be. Um, it literally is like lava. It's <laughs> when it gets to that very end point um, and you add the baking soda at the very end, it, which kind of aerates it a bit and helps it kind of puffs up almost. You've got to take that big giant pot that you're using and tip it over. This is kind of a, actually a two person job, especially if you're new to toffee and get it spread out onto that cookie sheet it is very, very hot. And I have all the scars to prove it. Um, <laughs> so you do want to be very careful and make sure you've got some good, um, good oven mitts to wear when you do that so that you don't you know burn your hands that's a good reminder oh yes yeah. <laughs> i'm just picturing now getting those little birds all over me <laughs> yes yeah it's just so hot it's shockingly hot really it's like you're like oh my gosh how could that be so hot and it just takes one little bit of it to you know splash on you or whatnot and and you're you know you're gonna have a little scar so definitely want to be careful and like i said i i'm i'm guilty of um you know, not, not walking the walk. I, you know, you should wear a long sleeve shirt and you should wear oven mitts when you're pouring in that kind of thing, just to sort of be on the safe side. Um, but again, like I said, I've got the scars to prove it. <laughs> it's hot stuff. So what about storing it? Like how long is, does it uh, stay fresh for? How do we make sure that it stays fresh the longest? Um, Toffee stays fresh for weeks, which is what one of the things I love about it. So for the holidays, you can make you know, batch after batch of toffee ahead of time and then start giving it as gifts when the holiday rolls around. So it's kind of nice. Um, but it does stay nice and crisp um, if you keep it stored tightly wrapped. So whether you wrap it as a gift in some sort of cellophane and get it sealed up tightly or you keep it in a plastic bag or a Tupperware, um, it, it should stay um, crisp. I actually love to eat toffee straight from the refrigerator. I like my toffee cold, which might seem odd to some. Um I don't recommend freezing it. Um, it does seem to change the texture just a little bit. And I can also make the chocolate on top sort of um, kind of bloom and, and turn white. So I don't recommend the freezer, but um, it is great right out of the fridge because it, it keeps that extra crispy texture, which I love. Mm, I'll have to try it in the fridge when I make it. Yeah, it's great. So tell me, what are some of your favorite toffee recipes? So obviously your very special <laughs> English almond toffee would be number one, but is there any other yes. toffee recipes that you recommend that you have on the blog that people can try? 
So I have my almond toffee recipe on the blog. Um, I, every variation of toffee that I make is basically based off of that toffee. So when I had my business, we started with that signature toffee and then we sort of changed the nuts or changed the type of chocolate on top or added to some sort of different topping that wasn't a nut or whatnot. So, you know, I have um, flavors that I make, like I make a white chocolate macadamia nut toffee, which is amazing. Yeah. Even people that don't think that they like white chocolate, absolutely love it. Um, and then I make like a, a dark chocolate pistachio toffee. So instead of the, the uh, almonds, we take off the almonds and we use pistachios. But all of the recipes really are just using that same the same base that you see on the um, on the blog for the toffee, and sort of switching switching up some of the elements. But if you can if you can master making the toffee um, recipe that I have on the blog, you'll once you've got that mastered, you can start to like I said, kind of work in different ingredients and different different um, you know different favorites that you have, and it'll it'll work. And you know anything anything can be done <laughs> in terms of flavors. I love that idea of, yeah, just switching out the trying different nuts with different types of chocolate. Yeah. But I'm definitely trying the English almond toffee first up. That's going to be my number one. <laughs> I feel like it has such a good, uh, good wrap there <laughs> that I need to give it a go straight away. Yes. It's just a, it's, it's a very classic flavor, which I love. It's, um, again, it's one of the things that just everybody loves. Um, it's just such a tradition and um, it's that buttery, nutty, caramely good goodness. It just is such a great flavor. So it's definitely one that I recommend everybody try first. And then once you've got that mastered, you can branch out and try new things. Yeah. Now all I want is sweets. <laughs> it's, no. it's like nine o'clock in the morning here. And I'm like, I need, to, <laughs> I need to just make a batch of toffee right now. It's fine. I know. I think you do. <laughs> well, Heather, thank you so much. I am so excited for Christmas now. I've, I've already got it in my head. I'm going to make this toffee and I'm going to give it as gifts and eat a lot myself as well. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad it really is. It's a, it's honestly, toffee is just a little bite of quality cheer in every single piece. It's just, like I said, it brings so much joy to people. It brings so much joy to me to make it, um, especially to teach the tradition to my kids. And now they make it and they love it. And it's just become such a, um, a signature thing for our family, I think. And, and it's touched so many people because, like I said, when we give it away, people know that we put a lot of love into it. And um, and they, then they come to expect it year after years, which is sort of fun because, you know, if you don't show up with toffee <laughs> the next yes. year, you know, they'll put their orders in. Trust me. <laughs> I think that this year, especially giving, you know, our friends and family who we might not be able to catch up with because of COVID, our edible gift is so yes. special. So I, I think that this really will resonate with a lot of people who want to give that gift of like cooking something with love and giving it to the people that they can't be with. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. This is definitely one of those years. I think 2020 will be the year of toffee. Yes. For sure. <laughs> now, Heather, could you let my listeners know where they can find you? Yes. So you can find me on Instagram at brownedbutterblondie. And that's my handle. And then you can find me on um, my little corner of the internet, which is my blog. And that is at brownedbutterblondie.com. Awesome. Well, I'll make sure that all of the links we discussed today are in the show notes. So if you want to get that English almond toffee recipe or the brown butter blondies, they will be on the show notes as well. Thank you so much, Heather. 
Thank you so much for having me. I hope you have a wonderful holiday and involves lots of toffee. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> oh my gosh. All I can say is I want toffee. Seriously, I cannot be the only one whose mouth is watering now thinking about making some delicious toffee. This year has been a lot, and I know that some delicious homemade gifts like this toffee would go down a treat with friends and family if you're going to do that. Perfect. For all the links we discussed in today's episode, head to cookitrealgood.com slash 63. Now, this week's episode is actually going to be my last of the year, um, but don't worry, we'll be back with some new episodes in the new year. In the meantime, feel free to go back and listen to some of our older episodes. Last year, I did a lot of holiday-based episodes, so if you're struggling for inspiration around the holidays, go back and listen to them. There's some about Christmas and how to prepare for the feast. There's lots of ones that are centered around Christmas baking. Um, so yeah, definitely go back and have a listen to those. And uh, until next time, that's it from me. Have a great week and don't just cook, cook it real good. Bye.